0: Let's talk about getting in the mood. That's right, the mood. You know, when you want to get intimate or perhaps after you've already gotten intimate, be it by yourself or with a partner, there is something you need to have on your nightstand and that's Mod. Mod is redefining what sexual wellness and modern intimacy looks like. They are creating this whole new chapter in the outdated sexual wellness industry. Mod makes modern body safe and high quality essentials for before, during, and after sex. They have a whole variety of products like vibrators, lubricants, and condoms. Their products are absolutely beautiful with a lot of attention, paid to design, sustainability, and simplicity. Basically, if sexual wellness had a name, it would be MOD. Honestly, these are products you want to be seen in your bedroom instead of hiding them. They will take you places you have never been before. And guess what? You are all getting a treat from MOD As a partner, Maud is giving $5 off your first order on all products. With the code Renegade. Head over to getmod.com, use Renegade as your promo code, that's getmod.com, and use Renegade to get $5 off your first order. Enjoy the mood setting.
1: This is
2: Renegade
3: Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.
4: Tomorrow's
2: news today.
5: Welcome to this broadcast of the Alex Jones Show. I'm Mike Adams, the health ranger filling in today. And we today are going to do something that's never been done in the world. On live radio, I brought my microscope. We have... Actual clots that have been removed from the deceased who, quote, died suddenly. We're going to be looking at these clots live here in real time under the microscope and finding out more about what these are made of because it turns out these are not blood clots. I want to encourage you, share the URL, theinfowar.tv forward slash Alex, Share that with everybody you can to get people live to watch what you are about to see here. And we have special guests coming up. We have a physician, an urgent care physician, whose voice is going to be altered to protect his identity, who's going to speak to us about these clots and how many people are presenting with these clots, and they're dying, and people's fingers and toes are suffering necrosis, and they are dying, and they're having to have amputations. People's arteries are being clogged with these clots, which are not blood clots. They are what I'm calling engineered biostructures. You're looking at one of the photos there. We're going to show you a lot more here on the show today. Again, a world exclusive. You've never seen this. And for those of you listening on radio, we're going to walk you through it. We're going to describe verbally everything for you. Harrison Smith is going to be joining me here in studio in a couple of minutes also to help provide context and reaction to what we are seeing. We've also got embalmer Richard Hirschman joining us today, as well as Dr. Jane Ruby later on in hour number three. This is going to be a show that you will not forget. And I want to mention that what we are about to look at here, I've got them right here, although they are sanitized. These are biostructure clots that have been pulled out of the deceased. These are from dead people who are now going to speak to us through the science of microscopy. In essence, we have become speakers for the dead. We here at InfoWars and across the independent media, we are the only ones left to speak for the dead. And if the dead could speak out right now, they would be screaming, stop the vaccines, stop the mass murder, stop the injections, stop the medical experiments on children. And since they cannot speak, we must speak for them. And that's what we're going to be doing right here today exclusively. On InfoWars.com, and again, the URL to give out is TheInfowar.tv forward slash Alex. That would get you right to the live stream, and you're going to see this unfold over the next hour with images that will be horrifying and shocking. It's not blood and guts. There's no gore here. But I just want to say a word of caution to those of you who are easily made nauseous or queasy What you are about to see may be something that uh, you want to, I don't know, look away at certain times. I'll, I'll indicate that verbally when that's about to happen. But that's what's coming up today. We've got also news about the economy. Markets are crashing right now. Crypto is getting hammered very aggressively. Inflation is getting worse. And the dismantling of our nation is only accelerating through multiple vectors. They are trying to kill us. You know this. They're trying to kill us economically. They're trying to kill us through bioweapons. They're trying to kill us with these vaccines, with chemical pollution, exposure, culture wars that are off the charts. They're trying to kill us, but I believe they will fail because we here at InfoWars and across the independent media, we are resilient and we will not go down and we will not remain silent, even if it means we must speak for the dead As we are doing here today, we're also going to cover a little bit about Justin Bieber and his facial paralysis, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, as it's called, and Steve Kirsch from Substack.com saying that he is convinced statistically 99% chance that Justin Bieber's facial paralysis was caused by the COVID vaccine. We wish a speedy recovery to Justin Bieber, and I have some good news for him that perhaps you can pass along to him if you know him
2: live from austin texas broadcasting worldwide it's mike adams you're listening to the alex jones show
5: right welcome to the alex jones show thank you for joining us today it's mike adams here for the entire show we're going to be joined by some very special guests and also harrison smith sitting in with me in the next Segment As we go live with a world exclusive, a shocking demonstration using live laboratory microscopy that I actually brought this morning. We set it up here and we actually have a blood sample on that microscope right now uh, from, well, one of the crew members uh, donated a drop of blood. And we're showing you what that drop of blood looks like, because what you're going to see coming up. And this is, again, just an exclusive thing. Nobody else is doing this you are going to see microscopy images at various magnifications of the clots that are being removed from people who, quote, died suddenly. And you've heard about this called sudden adult death syndrome, S-A-D-S as it's called. You've heard about people, you know, they suddenly died. And then the embalmers are pulling out of these people's bodies these shockingly large, what I'm calling, biostructures, they are... Referred to as blood clots, they are not blood. What you're seeing right now is blood, and you're going to see the difference between that and what we're about to show you. For those of you listening on radio, we're going to be describing this for you, walking you through this, and also encouraging you to make sure that you check the video archives at band.video, and also tune in at theinfowar.tv slash Alex right now in order to watch this broadcast and see all these images. We're going to be doing it live again I've got a vial of clots that were removed from the deceased. These dead human beings are going to be, in essence, speaking to the world through these images and this microscopy that we're doing here today. We have become, in essence, speakers for the dead. And what is the message from the dead today? It is a warning for humanity. It is a warning that says we must halt immediately all of these experimental COVID vaccines On a global basis we must halt them now or many millions more may die and what you're about to see will be absolutely shocking you're going to be blown away by what is being pulled out of these people and some of it is so large it's about the diameter of one of your fingers and these are not blood clots you're going to see that coming up first we're going to cover the other news here the economic news is pretty serious today stock market is not doing well it's getting hammered quite aggressively And also the crypto markets are getting hammered. And this is actually a a bit of a more of a shocking story. Uh, Bitcoin fell about 15% over the weekend. This morning when I last checked, it was 23,000 something, which is down from roughly 60,000 at its peak. $200 billion in valuation wiped off the crypto market over the weekend. Kind of makes you wonder if they're really attacking crypto right now because they know that people are going to be working to flee the dollar because the dollar is showing its weakness with massive money printing and inflation and global economic warfare, where the United States attempts to weaken Russia and only ends up causing more inflation and fuel and food in the United States. So that news is happening. The crypto firm Celsius, which is one of the major crypto firms out there, they, they give out crypto loans and so on, they have paused withdrawals and transfers now citing market conditions. This is basically the equivalent of the crypto world sort of bank freeze, where a bank says, well, guess what? You can't come in and get your money out anymore because your assets are currently frozen. So they're pausing all withdrawals and swaps and transfers between accounts. And the statement there from the founder says, acting in the interest of our community is our top priority. This is a very concerning language, and it's, also sort of reminding me of what may be happening with some of the stable coins as the Evergrande situation unravels in China. So keep your eye on that, and keep in mind that the powers that be do not want you to have any options other than their fiat currencies, which are, of course, fraudulent currencies that are going to collapse. Okay, a fascinating story I pulled up over the weekend that you need to know about. You know the war on carbon dioxide is a war against life on planet Earth. Carbon dioxide is what grows plants. It grows crops. The higher the levels of CO2, the more easily we could grow food and feed the world. So at a time when the world is facing food scarcity and food inflation and real famine, starvation in certain areas, especially developing nations, why are they pulling carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere? They're doing that because they want to, of course, exterminate billions of human beings. Well, another story that I found shows that higher levels of CO2 enhance plants' medicinal properties. And what they found in this experiment is that when you have more CO2 in the atmosphere that the plants are exposed to, you not only get higher crop yields, you get better plant nutrition, and you get more medicinal constituents that are found in those plants. So when they are engaged in carbon sequestration which is these large-scale projects where they're sucking CO2 out of the atmosphere and they're then dumping it underground through these pipelines and and, uh, sequestration deposit locations located across the Midwest of the United States. As they're doing this, they are making the food supply less nutritious, they're taking away the medicinal properties of medicinal herbs, and they are causing global starvation. So when you think about, quote, climate change, And the desire to take CO2 out of the atmosphere, that is another form of global starvation. Because they know with lower levels of CO2, it won't be able to grow as much food. So that is another act of war against humanity. Now let's move on to Justin Bieber. Now, late last week, Justin Bieber announced with a video that half his face was apparently paralyzed with this uh, syndrome that he called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And his doctors informed him of this diagnosis. And uh, I, I do want to, by the way, acknowledge the courage of Justin Bieber for uh, filming this video and being transparent with his audience. And I want to say that we wish him a very we wish him the best in his recovery. Uh, there, there's good news and bad news in this. So the good news is that often these facial paralysis syndromes are relatively quickly reversed. So there is a good chance that Justin Bieber may be able to resume his, uh, his career. And there's also some bad news. And the bad news is that according to Steve Kirsch, whose article says, and, and Steve Kirsch is on Substack.com, why I'm 99% certain that Justin Bieber's facial paralysis was caused by the COVID vaccine. And in that article, Kirsch goes through a very simple statistical analysis and shows that there's only a 1% chance that this was just sort of like a bolt of lightning, bad luck, spontaneous, out-of-the-blue situation for Justin Bieber. 99% chance this is a post-vaccine side effect. And if that's the case, then it's possible that it may take longer for him to recover. It's also possible he may not recover. Now, some people have lost their sense of smell or taste or sometimes other uh, cognitive or neurological functions. They've lost them both upon exposure to the pathogenic gain-of-function nanoparticle, SARS-CoV-2, and other people have lost these senses responding to the vaccine or, you know, after taking the vaccine. We don't know what's causing this for Justin Bieber, but we know that Eric Clapton came out, and he told the truth, and he said, yes, that this vaccine caused almost a loss of his musical career, Eric Clapton's, and he then came out and spoke out against the dangers of this vaccine, So I just wanna say to Justin Bieber, this is an opportunity, Justin, once you learn the truth about what caused this, this is an opportunity to do what Eric Clapton did and to reach out to your many followers and help save other people from making the mistake of trusting in a medical establishment that is murdering people and injuring people through experimental, unsafe, risky mRNA injections that have never been proven to be safe or effective for that matter. So, Justin Bieber, we are praying for you. We wish you well, and we believe there's a good chance you may recover, and we hope that you will find out the truth about what's causing this, and when you do share that with the world. Many people could benefit from you sharing that information. Smithfield Foods in California is closing its pork plant, citing high operating costs, both inflation and fuel costs. One more shutdown of a food facility in California, adding to the deliberate shutdowns the arson, and also the economic punishment of the food industry by both the USDA and federal policies as well. So folks, get ready. Mass starvation is being engineered. It's coming. And when we come back after this break, we're going to get right into the microscope and we're going to show you what these clots look like up close and personal. I'm Mike Adams. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
6: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year.
7: All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Alex Jones Show. I'm Harrison Smith. I'm sitting in here with Mike Adams, since he is going to be a little bit preoccupied uh, putting together this very intense looking science experiment. And so uh, I'm just here sort of to uh, sit in for the audience and maybe ask questions about what exactly uh, you're doing, Mike. What what are we looking at here?
5: Okay, so uh, as I mentioned before, we have acquired these clots that have been removed from deceased patients who died um, suddenly. Right, And uh, the embalmers have never seen these clots before until the vaccines began to be administered. And the embalmer that provided these to me, who is our guest today, is Richard Hirschman. So he'll be chiming in on this. Uh, these are the clots, and I hope we can get maybe a kind of a, I don't know, an up-close shot.
7: We can do maybe a... Uh...
5: But anyway, I'm going to take these out of the vial here. And, and again, live on, on radio and the video broadcast, I'm going to take these out and I'm going to stain these with iodine, and then I'm going to prepare these on the slide, and then we're going to look at magnifications up to 1,500 times and see what these are. And most importantly, Harrison, is that what we're showing on the microscope right now is a drop of blood from one of the crew members who donated this drop this morning, uh, just with a little diabetes, you know, Lance- type thing mm-hmm. and we're going to show you that like that drop of blood is coagulating right now and there it is live that is very different from what we are about to see
7: that's a healthy normal piece of blood
5: yes that that is now dried so it's, it's a little scab basically, right you could say it's like a one drop scab
7: and so for our radio listeners the vial that mike is holding it looks like it's filled with little worms i mean they look like little tiny earthworm looking things it's it's really pretty gross, and that came out of a out of human being.
5: Well, yes, and, and these are only the very smallest examples. There are more vials I have that are, uh, some of these strands are the thickness of your finger. Oh, Lord. And what's happening, and you're going to hear this from our physician guest who's joining us in the next segment with his voice altered to protect his identity, is that these are blocking femoral arteries. They're blo- blocking carotid arteries. Some people are having to have femoral artery bypass surgery In order to not die and these are on the smaller size here when these lodge near your your uh, hands or toes they will cut off circulation to your extremities which is called uh, peripheral cardiovascular disease typically and it can cause your fingers and toes to turn black now there's a photo yeah there's there's an up close photo of the vial there's another photo for the producers that should show a man's uh, fingers that have turned black. Oh, my are. gosh. That's what happens when these clots block blood circulation.
7: Looks like a, a very extreme case of uh, frostbite or something. Exactly,
5: which is the same thing. Is, you know Your extremities have lost blood flow. Right. But th- the thing is, Harrison, and I mean, you're welcome. I brought extra gloves if you want to get in on this, but um, I, I, don't, I, I don't mean to joke about this. This is serious business, but these have the consistency of small rubber bands.
7: Right. No, it, it's... Hard. There, it's horrifying looking in person. Hopefully, it's coming across on the camera because they, it really does look like something from a, a horror film. And these were drawn out of somebody's yes. uh, veins who had died of, uh, you know, a sudden heart attack or, or something similar. And I'm taking them out of the vial here now. And there's already um, pre-died ones, but we're we're doing this live and actually going to take the the real thing. And you say dye it with iodine? Yes. Right.
5: Iodine is used in the standard. Uh gram-staining techniques for microbiology, along with uh, violet-colored dyes. But what I found is that oh iodine, God. yeah, this came out of a, of, a, of a living, well, a previously living person. And the reason this is important for us to study is because, you know, these people are dead and they can't speak. Right. So we have to speak for them. So, oh and God. by the way, these samples have all been sterilized for anybody concerned about medical procedures. These have been sterilized with ultraviolet radiation, as well as uh, ethyl alcohol treatments and so on. Uh, So there's no danger to us, but I am wearing gloves, uh, as you might expect.
7: Yeah, and folks, if you are a radio listener, you've got to get to band.video and see this and share this imagery because even just seeing this this thing, this entity that came out of someone's veins, I mean, that alone is enough to uh, convince you there's something very disturbing going on here.
5: So this is just iodine, folks. This is not blood. This is just iodine. Right. And iodine is used for staining in order to provide contrast. And then I'm just washing it with ethyl alcohol. And once this is done, we're going to go ahead and place it under the microscope.
7: And that's to get the contrast so it's just more easily viewable under the microscope, right?
5: Exactly. Uh, Again, kind of standard staining techniques, but usually used for microbiology. Um, But we're just using it for these tissue samples here. Now, I'm going to flatten this out with another slide because it's it's a little too tall it's pretty you know chunky here Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to kind of flatten it out a little bit i don't know if you can if you can see that yeah and now we're going to go ahead and place this under the microscope in real time again because the reason i'm doing this is i don't want anybody to think that that any of this is you know faked or anything like that
7: right doing doing the whole thing live my god
5: yeah so yeah, <laughs> okay. Oof. Uh, make it that uh, uh, graphic right there.
7: No, but I mean, but look, this is what's in people's body. This is what's being removed from people's damaged hearts, and you can see why. I mean, my God, for, for again, for the radio viewers, <laughs> So I don't even know how to describe it. Okay. You've got to just see the image. But
5: go, go back to the microscope image, if you would, please. Yeah, yeah, help describe this for the radio viewers, but we're going to start zooming in on this, and we're going to get a lot more uh, contrast and information. I have to refocus as we move. But what I want you to notice about this, and again, this is coming out of people who were formerly alive. People are walking around with these things growing inside Bright. their arteries and blood vessels, okay? that this, These are massive. These are not the size of just one protein. These are like billions of proteins. And these are, these are strands. In fact, I want to I show you something. Let me zoom out. I want to show you something that's just going to blow your mind. If I grab this with the forceps here, you can see that on screen, and I and I start to pull, I want to show you how much I can pull and how strong these are before this breaks. Oh wow! You see how they are fibrous and they are strong. These, they're like rubber bands,
7: right? And it almost it looks like it has the consistency of and I hate to even put it this, but it looks like something like raw calamari. I mean, it looks like like some sort of rubbery seafood, yep. uh, but, but not something you'd want to eat. I mean, it looks yeah, like... That's, uh,
5: a, that's a good description, uh, raw calamari. But un- understand that these, these are not clumps of blood. That's, that's what I'm trying to get across. There's right. no way that these are blood clots. These are, I call them engineered biostructures. Right. So something in people's bodies is programming them to build these biostructures inside their arteries, and for anyone watching who is skeptical, they might think, no, you, those look like blood vessels. You must have taken the blood vessels or the capillaries. No, this is inside the blood vessels.
7: And you, I mean, I, I can just tell from the sort of rubbery consistency of it, it this is, it's not blood. I mean, it, it clearly is something, uh, I mean, it doesn't look natural to me. No. It, it looks like, like seafood, like raw sort of... Uh, I don't know, squid parts.
5: Well, let me show you now. Here's... here's I stained these yesterday using uh, a different staining technique. Oh, we're about to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to show you this because there's a lot more detail. That yeah. Can
7: this. Yeah, you can see the detail there. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick around as we do this uh, live experiment here. Incredibly disturbing, folks. Again, if you're a radio listener, I can... I can only describe it so well. You've got to go to Video and see the images we are broadcasting live as we uh, look through the microscope into the depths of hell, really.
8: The first ten amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. Save gcn.com you may click follow share give and pray you may select all of those choices i'm vincent Finelli.
1: ladies and
2: gentlemen you're listening to the alex jones show
7: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Alex Jones Show. I'm Harrison Smith. I'm sitting in studio with Mike Adams, who has this very impressive uh, m- microscope array. And while it is a microscope that we're dealing with, the samples are not microscopic. The samples are actually fairly large, about the size of a, a half-dollar piece or so, but just but scrunched up, uh, just so people understand sort of the scale that, that we're operating at. Uh, but you have... So we just saw the sort of raw... Um, undried and just slightly stained, sort of fresh sample. Uh, But now we have something else that we're looking at here, Mike. What are we seeing on the screen now?
5: Yeah, so we're showing, this is another clot that was removed from, again, from a formerly living person. And I I understand that if you're looking at this right now, you think it's maybe a piece of dried chicken jerky or something. It is not. This came out of a living person, well, uh, a formerly living person's uh, blood vessels or arteries. And I've only stained this one with iodine, which explains why the color is more yellowish and not purplish. But uh, this one has what appears to be what I would call a a kind of a wire type of substance. We're going to zoom in on that. And I want your reaction, Harrison, to... Here, let me, let me zoom in. What you think this is. There. You see that structure? Oh, wow. Yeah. That is made of repeating patterns... And if the producers could show the images, this is from folder number seven. These are repeating patterns at the very high resolution. They look like almost reptilian scales wow. on the side. And yeah, there you go. Right. You see those
7: reptilian scales? So the, the, the actual material that we're looking at, it, do, it looks like dried meat. It looks almost like prosciutto or something uh, because it's dried and because it's been stained with iodine. But on top of that is this thin—I mean, it looks like hair to me. It looks like images you've seen you know, from, from crime scenes or whatever where they zoom in on the hair to identify it. It looks like a human hair. It's a very thin sort of tubular structure that is about as thick. It looks like it's about as thick as a human hair.
5: Well, it is, Just is—just to avoid any confusion— This is definitely not hair because it came out of a person's blood vessels. Right. So what happens is when the embalmer is pushing embalming fluid into someone's arteries, and then blood is coming out, Mm. sometimes with clots, sometimes slightly congealed. But these things are what's coming out of people now, these clots that we're looking at here. And this hair-like fiber, which is kind of like a wire, to me it doesn't look like a hair under the microscope because I've looked at a lot of hair and the hairs don't normally have these kinds of repeating structures interesting and and if you if you go to very very high resolution which is very difficult to focus you're actually going to see structures in here that look like scaly you know skin like right which is very different because hair normally has these linear fibers but not cross sections like this so what I'm saying is that looking at this is shocking to me because Number one, none of this belongs in the human body. Right. This is being found in in people who have, quote, died suddenly. And embalmers have never seen these things until after the vaccine started being given to people.
7: I, I'm telling you, it, it's horrific seeing it in person. I, I hope it's coming across, uh, you know, the television screens because it's really, it's like, uh, it's just disturbing. It's a disturbing thing to see. It's clearly not natural. Yeah, you're, it doesn't look like human hair. It almost looks... Um, glass-like, or I don't know if crystalline is, the, is an appropriate word, but it, uh, it certainly doesn't look like the rest of the material. It's something else entirely.
5: We're yeah. looking at a live microscope feed here just for those uh, radio or TV listeners, and that's why I'm, I'm manipulating this and the focus is going in and out because I'm changing uh, lenses and so on.
7: Right. This is not something pre-recorded or, or no. done in a lab or you know a lab somewhere else. This is we're looking at this live and manipulating the uh, microscope here live. And and are, are we? At, what's the uh, zoom that we're at here?
5: Uh, we are at uh, 75x right now. I want to show you. You see this white spot in the middle here. Right. One of our guests is going to talk about this. How there some of the blood that comes out of these people appears to be somewhat chalky, and we're seeing these strange white particles. And there's there. Uh, they are in focus right now, and we'll increase the magnification. But these resisted staining, so whatever these oh. are, not normal uh, biological cells, which would be stained. You can see everything else here in the clot has been stained, right? But these white particles—they have almost a crystalline type of structure. I'll zoom in even more here, uh, which will be a challenge, but
7: right. So with the staining, it almost takes it almost takes on a bark-like color. Uh, and it, yeah, it looks like there we jerky or prosciutto. I mean, it looks like some sort of, um, dried meat, but, but then there's this, uh, white speck that almost looks like to me, just like a speck of uh, salt or something, but clearly it's yeah, not it's, that
5: it's almost crystalline yeah. in, in structure, or you could say perhaps it's a polymer, or maybe a, a microplastic particle or something, but these are being seen in the blood that's coming out of people who died suddenly. Uh, in fact, we're, we're going to bring in Look our guest shortly who's standing by, but this is not normal. These are not blood clots. And, and just for comparison, again, I want to let me put the blood sample actually on here.
7: And One so that, that, that little white chunk, that is microscopic. I mean that's that's a tiny thing that you almost can't see with the human eye. But yeah, with can't, a microscope, you
5: can't see with the human eye. You
7: can see this little tiny white spot so on top of this.
5: Normal blood looks like this, okay? And that's just dried blood. Right. Right? You notice it doesn't have strands, it doesn't have fibers, it doesn't have you know, twisty, turny tentacles or anything like that. No, yeah, Looks That's like blood. blood. Right, and that's a blood—that's a little blood clot, effectively, because it's just congealed, right, scabbed blood. So that's the difference, folks, and that's what I wanted to show here today. Now we got to bring in our doctor who is here with a voice changer in order okay. to protect his identity. Can we just can we confirm that he's with us right now? Okay. Um, doctor, can you can you hear me? And have you been able to see some of these images?
9: Yeah, I can hear you. I, I can't see these images. I'm uh, on the road right now. But uh, I, I saw what you, what you sent me yesterday. Um, and I discussed with you a couple a few months ago about some of the experiments I did. And we don't have to talk about that right now. But apparently what's happening is these injections are reprogramming our DNA or RNA to produce these new proteins that forming these new structures. Um, what what prompted me to call you was that we're seeing a huge influx of people that are coming into the hospitals and the urgent cares with uh, what we call claudication, which uh, is usually from peripheral vascular disease or peripheral artery disease, which are blockages in, the, excuse me, in their extremities that can cause issues with blood flow to your tissue, and we're seeing a huge, uh, uh skyrocketing the amount of patients that are that we're seeing that have these types of issues. So are um, these? The one
5: picture I sorry to interrupt, but are these? Did you see any of this before the vaccines started, or was it very rare before that? Or what's what's the difference between you know uh, three years ago versus today in terms I, of the I numbers?
9: rare, but it's, it's not to this extent. This skyrocketed, and we're seeing it in relatively young patients, which is unheard of. Um, we're seeing this in people in their 40s, 50s, 60s. When you start getting into your 70s and 80s, that's when you start having some issues. And it's relatively rare that people with heart disease, usually these people that we see with, with these problems, we know have has heart disease, because if you have blockages in your heart, you're going to have blockages in your other extremities. So those are the type of patients we usually see this in. We're seeing this in patients that have never had any of these problems. So as
5: as as you were talking there, doctor, and I'm I'm just gonna call you doctor, you know, we're we're protecting your identity, and I appreciate you being willing to come on. We were just showing for the video viewers a massive clot that was pulled out of someone's carotid artery. It was about the diameter of a human finger. And my question to you is are, are you seeing other symptoms of people having arterial blockage or requiring arterial bypass surgery, things like that?
9: Yes, we are. Uh, there's, a, there's a procedure called FEMPOC, which is the femoral pulpitial artery bypass. Uh, one of the hospitals that I, I work with, uh, the uh, vascular surgery service, is, is, is booked for months for, for these type of procedures. So they're, they're artificially bypassing. The, the ones that are up in order to we've got to go to break
5: up. we'll be right back after this break stay with us sorry to interrupt you we'll be right back Alex Jones show
3: sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large if you're having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of our new sleep support formula down and out is just the thing It's our new faster absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best selling product knockout with down and out. Now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. The globalists are making their move. Their great reset
1: is here. They're coming for your children. They're coming for the value of your currency. They're coming for your national sovereignty. They're coming for your very bodies with their biomedical tyranny. They're coming for your free speech. They're coming for your privacy. And ladies and gentlemen, they're coming for your right to vote and have your representative in government that you and your fellow Americans choose. The new film, the seminal film, the most important documentary ever made in my view, 2,000 Mules, is now available on DVD with expanded extras at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the powerful film with other documentaries discounted at infowarstore.com. Everyone needs this DVD in their library to show everyone you know. We have the tools to bring these criminals to justice. They're planning to run the same scams again. This film can stop them if you take action. infowarstore.com. 2000 mules.
2: You're listening to the Alex Jones show.
5: All right, continuing here, I want to thank you for joining me today on the Alex Jones Show exclusive broadcast of the what I'm calling uh, biostructures. These are the so-called clots that are being pulled out of people's bodies uh, after they spontaneously expire. And uh, as you saw with the microscope, and I want to thank Harrison for sitting in there, uh, these, these clots are not blood clots. These are structures. These are complex structures that have strands, and that even have a tensile strength, like little small rubber bands. And uh, to our physician who is joining us now, he is an urgent care doctor. He has chosen uh, not to reveal his identity for obvious purposes, but uh, you will note from his language and vocabulary that he is a, a practicing physician. And uh, to to the doctor, again, thank you for taking the time to join us today. And I, I want to ask you, because this is something you told me privately that I want to share publicly you are seeing that these clots are not responding to normal clot drug interventions such as Coumadin and heparin. Uh, is, that, is that correct? You want to add to that?
9: Yeah, that is correct. Um, so, we're seeing increased rates of deep vein thrombosis, which are clots in your lower extremities. That can travel through the lung and cause pulmonary embolism. Um, we're seeing increased rates of that as well. Uh, and, and, and relatively young people. And the, the treatment for this is pepperin Coumadin, uh, some of the newer medications are also eloquent. Um, and these spots are not responding to these medications. So it's using a different pathway to cause these spots or it's a completely different protein. Um, it, it, these are not blood clots, so this is absolutely uh, uh, supports what you're saying about these clots. This is this nothing to do with the blood. So that's
5: it- that, that's what's shocking about this is, as you just said, these are not blood clots, and we've proven that under the microscope. These are not uh, congealed blood. Th- this is not just cross-linking of uh, you know uh, uh, blood elements, uh, scabbing and clotting, nothing of that kind. These are structures. These are large structures that are taking up space inside the arteries, and apparently they are growing larger over time. So do you think, in your opinion, would it be fair to say that there is uh, an unknown number of people walking around right now with these structures growing inside their own bodies who have yet to become symptomatic or yet to uh, present to an urgent care or an ER facility? Would that be a fair uh, assessment of the situation?
9: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from what I'm seeing, the patterns that I'm seeing, because, you know, physicians, we like to, we like to look for patterns, and there's definitely a pattern that's getting worse. So uh, either people aren't noticing the symptoms, they might be a little short of breath, or they, their legs might be aching if they take a walk, uh, they might be a little dizzy, they might have elevated blood pressure, because when your vessels can't, uh, the blood's not being pumped in there, it's like a pipe. If you're getting some restrictions, that's going to cause your blood pressure to increase. Um, so there's a lot of different symptoms that people might be experiencing, and they haven't it, it not got to the threshold of causing them to get treatment. Um, even if they did, unless doctors know what they're doing and they're looking for this, they might not. They, they might miss this. These, these things. Um,
5: well, a- absolutely, and I, and I want to remind our audience, especially our radio audience, to bear with us because we're using a voice changing technology in order to protect the identity of our guest right now, who is a practicing physician an urgent care physician who has seen uh, these issues firsthand. And I also want to encourage you, if you want to share this, to tell others to tune in because there's a lot more coming up today. The URL is theinfowar.tv forward slash Alex. That will get you right to the live show. Now, uh, to our guest physician, again, I want to thank you uh, for for joining us. I've got a lot more questions for you. Uh, You're you're familiar with the term sudden adult death syndrome, S-A-D-S, that is now being used, uh, I understand it's a medical term that has existed for a long time, but it's now being applied to people who uh, apparently are dying from these these clots. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the sudden deaths that are occurring? And uh, are there any signs that people might be aware of that where they could save their own lives? You know, just an early warning sign if they feel like they have a clot that is beginning to take up 100% of the space in a carotid artery or something like that. W- what are your thoughts on that?
9: Well, I mean, there, there's no such thing as people just dropping dead because of this of this disease. You know, that you're always going to die from another cause. So, and they're using that blanket term to just try to make people aware of what's going on. But the symptoms that we just spoke about, people need to start looking for shortness of breath, headaches, blood pressure issues. Um, this is speculation, but a lot of these deaths may be uh, that they're throwing clots that's causing heart attacks or the throwing clots is causing a stroke. Um, but, you know, something is, is causing these little pieces to break off and it's blocking a major artery or vessel and, and then people, you know, the heart just stops or they, they die from a stroke. Uh, again, that's speculation, but there's only so many things that people, you can drop dead from
5: well exactly and let me ask you as a as a practicing physician in in urgent care had you ever seen any kind of phenomenon like this uh, more than 2 years ago let's say pre pre-vaccine was this something that that you saw in a lot of people at all i mean I, I i you know pardon me if i'm if it feels like i'm pressing on this but i want to be sure that what you are seeing is something that is relatively new or at least the numbers are different i mean can you just speak to that again please
9: Absolutely. This, this this is not something we, we've seen. I mean, every once in a while you get a, uh, uh, an older woman that, that may have taken a plane ride or a long trip and they had a blood clot in their leg and then we would treat that. Or, you know, somebody would come in with what they thought was heartburn and they were having a heart attack. But that was rare. This is almost on a daily basis that we're beginning to see this. Um, and my, my colleagues that have spoken to in the hospital, they're definitely seen that the hospitals are beginning to get filled up again with younger patients that are having these, these conditions that was traditionally only seen in, you know, 60, 70, 80-year-old patients. And uh, the age is definitely dropping down.
5: So um, what what is, where is this going then in, in your view? You're saying it's affecting younger and younger patients now, and that's what we're hearing from the media's so-called sudden adult death syndrome is affecting those under the age of 50 a lot of uh, even, let's say, soccer players and sports stars are, are dropping dead in their 20s and 30s, unexpectedly, otherwise very healthy people. Do you believe that these clots or biostructures, as I'm calling them, could they explain these you know, soccer field deaths or sudden uh, loss of consciousness by otherwise healthy athletes?
9: It would certainly explain it. Uh, if you're cutting the blood supply off to your heart or to your brain, that would that would explain. It. And they're they acting like this is normal, and and this is this is just part of life. And it's, this was unheard of. I mean, that, when I when I was practicing I don't know, when I first came out on practice, I had a, a uh, there was in our local high school there was a student that dropped dead. He was a football player, and he had a a hole in his heart. that was undiagnosed, and he ended up just dropping dead. That is so rare that. I mean, it's, it, I, I've never seen it up to that point, but now it's becoming commonplace. And that's staring the crap out of me. And, and the fortunate thing is most doctors aren't even really paying attention. They're not seeing this. Well, that's, that, um, that's, that's what's
5: extraordinary not. about this. Uh, again, sorry to interrupt, but you know, here we are on Infowars.com, independent media. Uh, Dr. Jane Ruby is going to be joining me later today. And she has been really instrumental in bringing all this together uh, and allowing me to acquire these clot samples and to use the microscope that we have already shown here. But, uh, doctor, nobody else is doing this. I mean, the entire medical establishment is refusing to look at this. They're, They're pretending that this isn't happening. And yet people are dropping dead left and right. And as you said, you are seeing an explosion in new cases. How long can this go on? before the denial finally uh implodes in in your opinion
9: i that's a, that's a good question i i don't i don't know I, i'm so frustrated with with medicine right now and and, and the ignorant either deliver or by accident that that's happening i don't think we can go much longer i mean it, it, you know we were predicting a, a, a year ago that, you know, there were some people saying that 70% or 80% of these vaccinated people would have up dead within, I don't know, a couple of years. And that was a scary thought, but now we're seeing this in real time. Um, I, I don't know. This, this, this is not good. And I, we don't know how to treat this. I don't know how to stop it. I, I don't know if there's really anything well, we can do.
5: But you bring up a really important point, and i got to say here, I think, on behalf of Infowars, We demand a worldwide halt to all of these vaccines, especially in children who are now the next target for this. Until these clots can be studied, until these vaccines can be properly tested, we hereby demand a worldwide halt to all of these vaccines because they are killing people and they are setting people up for future deaths via these biostructures that are growing inside their bodies, as we have shown you here today. So we're going to be back with our physicians. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this break here on the Alex Jones Show. I'm Mike Adams of naturalnews.com with my uh, laboratory microscope here today. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break.
1: PrepareToday.com. PrepareToday.com. Or simply follow the URL that is a hyperlink to PrepareToday.com from PrepareWithAlex.com. High-quality storable food is now back in stock, ready to ship to you and your family. We've not sold food for three months because there was a wait. Now there is not a wait. Almost every other storable food distributor is completely out and will not have more food for months, if ever and the prices are exploding. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to protect yourself and your family and not be dependent on the system. The time to be self-sufficient is now. We have the best deals on high-quality, storable food and a whole spectrum of the preparedness and survival items right now at preparetoday.com. That's preparetoday.com or simply type in preparewithalex.com and it's a hyperlink to preparetoday.com. Get prepared now at preparetoday.com.
5: All right, welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. Mike Adams here filling in for the entire show, and we have our guest on the line here with his voice altered. He is a practicing urgent care physician who is also sounding the alarm on what's happening right now. Uh, now, for, for those of you watching and listening, this segment isn't aired on all stations, so there's a big topic that I want to ask our guests that we will cover in the following segment which is about the shortage of medical supplies that appears to be getting worse in many areas of the United States. But for the remainder of this segment, let me ask you, doctor, uh, do you think that there is any medical intervention, first of all, that can, is there a way to detect these clots? So if people are listening and they think that they may be growing these biostructures in their body, is there a way to detect it? And then secondly, is there any promising intervention that you know of that might be able to, Maybe over time dissolve these. Uh, any idea?
9: That, uh, I, I don't know any interventions at this point because traditionally we would use uh, you know the, like the crumidin, um, heparin, uh, eliquis, darolto, those medications, lavit, aspirin, things like that. And from what I'm seeing, those medications are not working because it's using a completely different pathway uh, to cause this, this clotting cascade. Um, I'm going to start trying to research this and, and look into other potential options, but at this point, I don't know what to treat these this people with. Now, there's not like a blood test you can get. There's not a, uh, a simple test that you can get. They can, they can do something called an ABI, which is our arterial brachial index, which compares your blood pressure in your lower extremities to your upper extremities. And if there's a discrepancy, that might indicate a blockage that's, that's happening, you know, a CT scan, Doppler ultrasound, things like that, which we use for regular blood clot, uh, may be able to detect these. But if this is happening, like I think it is in the in the, uh, the small vessels, the capillaries, um, there's not a whole lot to do to really detect it. Um, MRI potentially, might might be able to uh, detect these. But um, but even then, I don't have if, any good news. if you're a patient and
5: you suspect that you have this, maybe you maybe you took the vaccines and and you're uh, starting to suffer some symptoms of this, maybe, in, in fact, impaired cognition due to uh, reduced blood flow through the carotid arteries, for example. If you go to your doctor and say, hey, doctor, I want an MRI because I think that I'm growing, you know, biostructures in my blood vessels, that doctor is not going to, you know, order that MRI for you. You know, he's going to think you're crazy because they don't even really know about this that we're presenting right here today. So how can a patient even, you know, go ahead. Well, you're on...
9: But if a patient came in today and wants to an MRI because they're having some headaches or something like that, I'm going to have to fight with the insurance companies to get them to authorize to pay for that MRI. If you go to the ER, the ERs never get MRIs on patients, um, or virtually never, um, because that that's considered an outpatient procedure. Um, so we're going to have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to try to get the insurance companies to agree to pay for it. you got to go through... You know, uh, other, other scans or other, you know, with CTs, we might get lucky to be able to get that. But get the MRI, which is what I think would maybe show a lot of this, it's, good, it's, it's always a fight. Um, it's just gotten worse over, over the last year since we've had Obamacare.
5: What um, about the uh, D dimer tests for, uh, you know, microclotting or blood inflammation markers in the blood? Could that be useful in this scenario?
9: I have not seen any correlation with the D-dimers. I've heard uh, other doctors talk about it. That it may be elevated. And that would prompt a CT scan of your lung uh, to see if you have a blood clot. But that wouldn't, that's negative. If you don't have anything going on in the lung, well, we still don't know what's going on everywhere else. Um, so that, that may be a good initial test, but it's not 100% either way. Um, okay. I just haven't seen any data yet to correlate that with... with, with
5: all right, so now, stay with us, Doctor. We're, we're, we're about to go to break, but we're going to keep you for one more segment. I want to ask you about the medical supply shortage that you are experiencing. And I, I'd like you to name uh, what specific supplies are becoming very difficult to acquire and why this might be happening. So please stay with us for one more segment. You're watching the Alex Jones Show at InfoWars.com. Also give out the URL, TheInfoWars.tv forward slash Alex. To watch the full show in real time. We'll be right back.
2: Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. It's Mike Adams.
8: All
5: right, welcome to the second hour of the Alex Jones Show here on Infowars.com, Monday, June 13th, 2022. And we are joined for this segment by our sort of secret physician. His voice is being altered to protect his identity. And he's been telling us about the explosion in the clots that are presenting in patients via urgent care. And now I'm going to ask him here about the shortage of medical supplies that is getting worse because we're seeing a supply chain collapse affecting a lot of the medical industry. So, uh, doctor, could, could you please give us your assessment of what's running out that you are seeing? And, and we're not going to talk about, you know, obviously what state or city where you work to protect our identity, but what are you seeing that's in short supply and where is this headed in your opinion?
9: So, um, I told you about a friend of mine who's a fire chief that called me, um uh, a few days ago, uh, panicking, desperate, asking me if I knew where I uh, I could help him get IV fluid supplies because he was down to 12 bags of normal saline solution. He was down to um, half a dozen or so uh, D5 uh, solution, and the uh, IV flushes were, yeah, like, I don't know, 12 of those, Um, and he didn't have any IV tubing. Um, and they're on allocation from the suppliers that was provided that to him. So, and he says it's going to be like that for at least six months, is what, what they told him. Um, he was joking around, you might have to start carrying pixie sticks and the ambulances with him uh, to treat hypoglycemic patients. Um, what I'm seeing is there's a, a major shortage in uh, uh, injectable steroids, or if you come in with a um, an asthma attack or if you have a poison ivy or something like that, we can't get the injectable uh, solutions. I'm not saying this is happening everywhere, but we can't get them from our normal suppliers. There's a shortage on sterile gloves. Uh, there's a shortage on the IV tubing, as I mentioned. Uh, Toradol, which is an injectable anti-inflammatory that we use, can't get that. Um, it's just I'm sure I'm missing something. Oh, I tried to prescribe uh, several patients a couple weeks ago which I like to use for urinary tract infection. No so, pharmacy in the city was able to
5: get that. Now that's changed this week. I haven't heard that this week. Uh, well, this. Let me ask you this: during the spring of 2020, uh, right after the the first real launch of the pandemic, we saw these kinds of shortages because China had spent the previous six months buying up all kinds of you know personal protection equipment, PPE supplies everywhere. Is this shortage that you're seeing now, is this the first real shortage that you've seen since 2020? And how does it compare to that shortage? Well,
9: we were seeing some shortages of the gloves, and, and, uh, but not the sterile gloves. We were seeing the, you know, the general uh, everyday use gloves. We're seeing a shortage on those a little bit. Um, but this is, this is much worse. Um, in addition from our suppliers, if, if, if it's something that we haven't normally ordered uh, like on a regular basis. It's on allocation, almost everything. So we can't all of a sudden decide we want, you know, I don't know, 200 boxes of gloves because we're normally only purchasing out of 50 boxes, for instance. They're uh, really restricting what, we're, what we can get. So what, um,
5: what happens doctor- to paramedics and EMTs and, and ER docs and so on? I mean, what happens if you can't get saline solution? You can't get dextrose solution. You can't get sterile gloves. You can't get IV tubing. I mean, what, what, what do you do at that point?
9: That's a good question. Um, there's other types of fluids that we can maybe substitute for that in the meantime and kind to play, you know, whack and a little bit to try, to try to fix that. But I think it's beginning to get to the point that we're going to have a major crisis here. Um, I, I don't see a solution because most of the stuff, as you said, we, we used to get from China. We got 80% of our runs from China. Um, and we're just not able to get these now. Um, and I think there was enough supply in the chain right now to try to cover that up and try to mask it a little bit, but we're beginning to get to the point that they can't do that anymore. Now that's a really scary thought.
5: So would um, would you put this in the category of a a medical supply chain crisis? I mean, would you use the word crisis at this point?
9: I would use absolutely. And and just because you can go today, uh, you come to see me, and I can give you a liter of fluid. Um. I still consider it a crisis because I know I can't order that. And like my fire chief friend, he's, he's desperate. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, so you may get delayed. Now, the hospital might still be able to get it a little bit. but So if you're bleeding out and you need to stay alive for, for a little bit to get something in you before you can get blood, which we would use fluids in that situation, you may not be able to get that. And right. You may not survive the, the ride to the hospital. These are, this is the type of situation that we're in now.
5: Well, this this is extremely uh, concerning, and uh, many people believe that these shortages are being engineered. Others believe that it's just, I don't know, incompetence or I don't know, problems with logistics. But uh, more and more, it seems to be engineered. Uh, your your final thoughts, doctor? Before we let you go today, I want to thank you in advance for sharing your time and knowledge with us. It takes a lot of courage to speak out publicly on these issues. What what are your final thoughts today?
9: Um, I I just pray that that something, something can intervene, someone can intervene to, to realize what's happening because we're at the very early stages of a huge crisis in, in medicine that it's just about to get a, a lot worse. Um, and we didn't even get the chance to speak about the staffing issues and, and that, and, and the nursing home situation where um, they can't get enough people to, to, to take care of your loved ones in the nursing home uh, setting. We're in a really big crisis and I don't know what, the solution is. Um, well, everybody just needs to pray and start talking to their, to their legislators, and, and and I don't know what can be done. It's, it's going to take years to fix this, I think.
5: Well, it's going to take years, it seems like, even for all of this to, to roll out in terms of, you know, if young children are being injected right now, and if these mRNA instructions are uh, ordering their bodies to build these biostructures in their arteries and blood vessels, that process can happen over several years, uh, seemingly. And that would mean that we have already initiated what will be a long-term medical crisis involving younger and younger patients. And by the time the establishment perhaps acknowledges what's happening, we may have millions of people already on the countdown clock to uh, clot death. Your, your thoughts? Uh, I,
9: agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. And it, it seems to be an accumulative effect. So if you made a mistake and, and got a vaccine, you know, don't panic uh, or your loved ones did just try to encourage anybody that's thinking about getting it and not get any more of it. And, and in the meantime, people like you and me and others that are, that are the heroes of this, I think are trying to work on solutions that maybe try to reverse this or to mitigate the, the effect. Um,
5: okay. Well, I, I agree with you and I want to thank you for taking the time today, doctor. Uh, it's uh You have a lot of courage to speak out, and thank you for spreading this word of alarm around the world. Now, uh, as we were just talking about the medical supply chain breaking down there, folks, you've got to understand if you don't get prepared right now, you're going to be caught flat footed. You're going to run out of food. You're going to, I mean, the situation is becoming dire. Uh, InfoWars has a new preparedness website. It's called preparetoday.com, and at this site is a collection of different kinds of preparedness items, including food and other preparedness gear. I strongly urge you to get serious about your preparedness, if not already, and if you have taken steps, consider doubling down on that while also supporting this broadcast. I would not be able to be here doing this for you, if not for the infrastructure that... Alex Jones and InfoWars has built here thanks to your support. So go to preparetoday.com. I also want to mention, if you are listening on the radio today, if you have missed any of these visual images that we have shown here, which are extraordinary, they are shocking, they are horrifying, you need to get these. uh, Go to band.video. You can go to theinfowar.tv. Of course, uh, I'm going to be publishing more photos on my website later this week, naturalnews.com. Uh, But look all across the alternative media uh, video sites as well. You know, uh, I've got Brighton, there's BitChute, there's Rumble, there's Odyssey. There's all of these sites. This is going to be shared widely, and there's a lot more coming. And I'm hoping, by the way, that Alex might ask me back to do some other microscopy of uh, food items in the future. Yeah, we could have something like Mike's Microscopy. Monday or something, you know, from time to time and kind of see what's in things. But stay with us. We'll be right back with another guest straight ahead here on The Alex Jones Show just in a couple of minutes. I'm Mike Adams. Thank you for watching. We continue
1: shortly. Your voice counts when you share information, be it over the Internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles and those live feeds,
2: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
8: Take the highway to the end
5: of the night. All right, we are continuing on The Alex Jones Show today, Monday, June 13th. I'm Mike Adams, the Health Ranger. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to be joined in just a minute by Richard Hirschman, the embalmer who has been seeing these uh, outrageous clots, and he, in fact, provided these clots to me, the clots that we have brought here today to the studio, and we showed you in the previous hour. If you missed that, you've got to go back and see those live microscopy photos of these clots, because these are not blood clots, folks. These are not blood clots. So you keep hearing the term blood clots, and that people are dying from blood clots, or that People are, are having symptoms from blood clots. These are not normal blood clots. These are tissues. It's some kind of structure that is growing or is being built inside the vessels, the blood vessels and the arteries. And this is not normal. This has never happened before that we know of. And here to give us more details about his observations is Richard Hirschman, who first noticed these, and uh, he's been working with Dr. Jane Ruby, who also joins us in the next segment, to try to, you know, expose what's happening. So, uh, Mr. Hirschman, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. You are live on the broadcast now. Uh, How's how's your Monday so far?
11: Uh Seems crazy, Mike. It really does.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it is crazy. Well, uh you thanks to you sending me these uh, clot samples uh, all kinds of people are kind of freaking out about what's going on so uh show us I, I understand you have some other vials there as well show us what you have collected and then walk us through how are you collecting these samples because a lot of people are very skeptical about where these have come from so please tell us the procedure how you're getting these these clot samples
11: Sure. I uh, when we embalm, we typically push fluid into an artery. This is an example of one of the five, uh, that I've got. Um, and we 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 force chemicals from into the body, and then um, we uh, we allow the blood to drain out uh, through a drain tube, and. And most of the time, a lot, a lot of times, they just they just they just come out of the body without having to be pulled. But sometimes they start blocking the vessels, and we have to put in some forceps in order to um, in order to pull these out, in order to allow the blood to continue to flow out of the body, so that we can replace it. So, with
5: let, let me be clear, mouth. you're 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 pushing embalming fluid into. The, the vascular system. And then in many cases, yeah. as you said, these clot structures are just coming out on their own through the drain tube.
11: Yes. And some, and, and when they're, and when we, when it gets clogged up when, cause some of these get really large, uh, then we have to go in and try to try to manually pull them or help them out. So that way uh, the blood continue to flow and, and the preservative can be added to the body.
5: Now, I I want to. By the way, I've got a lot of questions for you, but I want to thank you for your courage. You are a true. Oh my goodness! Okay.
11: Samples. It's not just a hit and miss. Now I see it all the time.
5: Well, the fact that you're doing this and and that you you sent me samples and that you're willing to go public and use your name and talk about this is uh, quite noteworthy in this age of medical repression and you know scientific uh, authoritarianism. No one's allowed to talk about these things. But let me ask you then, as you, in your experience as an embalmer, first of all, how for how many years have you been engaged in this practice?
11: Yes. Well, I remember during my apprenticeship, I remember being in the funeral home when 9-11 happened. So at least 20 years.
5: And then how many embalming procedures would you say, just an estimate that you have carried out over those roughly two decades?
11: Two. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, In the beginning, when I worked for just one funeral home, we typically handled about somewhere between 100 to 150 bodies a year. Then I went uh, in 2005 and worked for a corporation at a a centralized embalming facility where there were three of us and we embalmed nearly a thousand bodies a year. And, uh, you know, now I'm a trade embalmer since 2015 and I would, um, I, I, I embalmed probably, you know, probably over 400 bodies a year now. uh, So so it's fair to say
5: you've done thousands of these procedures over your career
11: easily. Absolutely.
5: Now, before the vaccines came out, these mRNA vaccines before that time, Had you ever seen these kinds of clot structures that we are now finding, you know, very frequently?
11: No, um, I did notice an increase in blood clotting during the uh, peak of the COVID stuff. However, um, after the vaccine rolled out and I'm going to I'm estimating and guessing on exactly when I started to, you know, kind of put my finger on, hey, something's different. That would have been around May or June of last year, 2021. Uh, the first image I ever took was in late September, and it was because people weren't understanding what I'm talking about when I talk about blood clots. They're very abnormal. That white fibrous material is strange to me. It almost looks like um, it almost looks like a vessel itself. Not See, that, just, that, that's no. the
5: question that, you know, a skeptic would look at what you and I are doing here under the microscope, and they would say, oh, you're playing with blood vessels. But these are not blood vessels. These are coming out of blood vessels. That's, that, I mean,
11: exactly.
5: there's the shocker. And and by the way, you know, I showed this on camera in the last hour, but if you use uh, tools and you pull these apart, they are very, very strong, kind of like rubber bandery You know, if you could say in terms of their properties, these, they don't just fall apart. They're not fragile. They are, they have tensile strength.
11: They do. So they do. Sometimes they stretch pretty good. Now, of course, if they're uh, the smaller ones and they're really thin, they do break. But often you can take them and and stretch them just like you could a a rubber band.
5: Now, this one clot, there's a photo that we have been showing here today is very, very large clot that uh, you told me came out of a carotid artery and this clot is the size of a finger in terms of its diameter. And uh, yeah, they're, they're showing it right now. It's horrifying to people. How, I mean, one question is how could someone even live with something like this in their carotid artery? Or maybe, maybe that's why they died. What do you, what are your thoughts? Exactly.
11: See what you see there is just the, that's the one. Okay. So when I was embalming this individual, um, I was told he was fine when he went to bed. Yes, it was an older gentleman, but he seemed to be fine and then just never woke up. Um, his body was so full of clots that I had to go into each leg, each arm, and uh, and raise the vessel in the neck as well. And I was like, you know, decided to try to push fluid from the bo- from the groin area, pushing it up. And I opened the carotid artery to see if I could get fluid coming out because something's blocking this. And when I did that, it, I, as soon as I opened the artery, I could see there was a clot in there. So I tried to pull it out. Well, then, you know, some of it broke off. And as I'm pushing the fluid up and there's no fluid coming out, I use my forceps to kind of help open it up. And Richard, it Richard,
5: just, stay with us. I'm sorry to interrupt. We're going to break here. Uh, it's shocking what you're describing. And it explains... Why many people are dying suddenly, but we'll be right back after this break here on the Alex Jones Show with Richard Hirschman, the embalmer. Stay with you.
2: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. We now take you live to the Central Texas Command Center in the heart of the resistance. It's Mike Adams. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
5: All right, continuing with this bombshell broadcast today on The Alex Jones Show. And we are calling for a worldwide halt to all of these mRNA COVID vaccines, pending further investigation into these clots, these biostructure clots that we have shown conclusively under the microscope here live in studio in the last hour. These are not blood clots. These are structures that are growing inside people's bodies growing inside arteries, inside blood vessels, and then when they get large enough, they can lodge and cause heart attacks or strokes or thrombosis, or they can simply cut off the blood supply to the brain and the patient dies. And we believe that this is what's causing so-called sudden adult death syndrome, S-A-D-S. And we are joined by embalmer Richard Hirschman here to continue this conversation. I do want to mention... That The fourth hour host today is Gerald Salenti of Trends Journal, who's going to be commenting on the uh, rather dynamic market conditions that are taking place today. And also Dr. Jane Ruby is coming up here in about 30 minutes. She'll be joining me for the entire third hour to help pull all of this together. I want to thank Dr. Ruby also for connecting us, uh, Hirschman and myself, and uh, facilitating the acquisition of these clots that you have seen here today. Without Dr. Ruby... None of this would be happening, and without Hirschman, this would not be happening either. so uh, Richard Hirschman, uh, again, thank you for continuing with us now, you talked about chalky substances in the blood uh, in a private conversation that we had a couple days ago i'd like to ask you about these chalky substances because we're what we're seeing on the microscope here in the studio are strange white specks or white substances that resist normal staining techniques. They resist iodine staining, for example, and they show up as white flecks or specks on these clots. That may be a clue. What are you seeing with the chalky substances?
11: Yeah, sometimes when I am doing the embalming, this is why something is strange. Something has been different with the blood. The blood is not the same. And when I talk about the chalky substance, when I embalm, sometimes it looks almost as if um, there's like this chalky substance flowing in it. And sometimes I refer to it as looking almost like, you know, fine coffee grounds coming out in the blood as I'm embalming. Um, You know, which isn't normal. You know, I've, I'm not used to seeing blood look like that, no, but and I've seen it, you know, several times now.
5: Is visible to the naked eye. I mean, you're seeing these particles, and you're, you're describing them as coffee grounds. Is that roughly the particle size of of a coffee ground? Some, yes.
11: Sometimes they're larger, like a like a you know like a grain of coffee, and sometimes it's really fine, almost like if you were maybe using a powdered coffee, I and see. the little residue that you might see at the bottom of your cup.
5: So now what we're showing while you're talking is we're showing some of the microscopy photos that show these white particles or substances which resemble either perhaps microplastics or perhaps some kind of crystalline structures. Uh, but what we are looking at is at a much smaller scale than what would be visible to the naked eye. So what you are seeing is probably a thousand times larger than what we're showing on the screen. I mean, if you're seeing these particles with the naked eye, you know something is very, very wrong. This is not normal.
11: Right, and one of the uh, doctors that I spoke with, uh, his name was uh, Doctor uh, Thorpe, up in Michigan. And when I sh- he sh- when I showed him the images of some of the pictures that I have, he um, basically was saying, you know, that's kind of scary. But what's concerning to him are what he called microclots, and. When I hear the term microclots, I'm still, I'm thinking of something you can't see with the naked eye, but I can see this stuff. And I'm curious, you know, and and you know, and I can work with you or whoever wants to be worked with when I have another case that I see this chalky uh, granular substance, maybe collect a sample of that and ship it and see if you put it under microscope and zoom in, is it basically the same structure at a much smaller scale?
5: Well, that's an absolute yes. So if you see that, go ahead and collect that sample. Uh, ship it to me. We'll, we'll sterilize it with proper laboratory handling procedures, and then we can bring it into the studio here, and we can take a look at that, probably do the same thing we're doing today, live on air. But, uh, and, and, and I want to I say, too, by the way, just, just to honor the dead here, we are, you know, these people died, we believe, from these clots. And I believe that if they could speak, they would want us to tell the world and sound the alarm. And I don't want anybody out there to think that we are in any way, you know, exploiting the tissues of these dead people for any kind of sensationalism. What's sensational or horrifying is the fact that these are being found. And I believe in my heart that the dead would want us to sound the alarm uh, Do you agree with that assessment or sort of what is your philosophical approach to what you and I are doing right now publicly with the tissues from the dead?
11: Yes, that is one of the reasons why I am coming out. I felt like I was being led that I have to say something, Um, but I didn't know exactly how or where to say it. But I was sitting there seeing all of these clots, and you know, in the beginning when COVID was still around, that was a great excuse. So you know, maybe this was relate, maybe it was related to the uh, to the virus itself. However, when COVID's going away, and yet these clots are getting worse, it's like, okay, so now what's happening? And I feel like um, something's contributing all these people that are dying are not being listed as COVID anymore. And they're, they're being listed as normal, you know, heart attack, stroke or whatever. And I'm seeing all these strange clots and I feel like somebody's got to say something because my fear is this, that we can prove, if we can prove and I'm pretty sure it's coming, I'm, you know, we can prove this is due to the vaccine itself. Then we need to stop because it's possible that all of these people died prematurely because of these strange fibrous tissues that are in their blood?
5: Well, you' you're exactly right, Richard the and and in fact, you know adults have a choice of whether or not to take this vaccine in most cases. and I understand there's a lot of coercion, a lot of threats and so on. but but children are now being targeted by these vaccines as young as you know five years old or even younger, the new emergency use authorization targeting children and so on. These children do not have a choice. They do not have informed consent. And if these biostructures are growing after injection, then these children that are being injected today, 2 years down the road or a year or 3 years, we don't exactly know the timeline, they may die from sudden child death syndrome. You know, which is really just these clots. I mean, this this is this is a medical slaughter of a generation it seems
11: and it could go generational
5: tell me about other embalmers that you you must know in the industry are are they confirming what you are seeing
11: yes i've um i've asked several people that have more years of experience than i do they're all seeing it Uh, when i show some of the ones that have like 40 50 years of experience Sometimes they're in the embalming room with me and I'm like, have you got, have you ever seen this stuff? And, and it's always been in, no, they've never seen it. Um, I've got a, uh, I follow a, a Facebook page. that's a private thing that has other embalmers across the country. And uh, most of them also are seeing the same situation in their area. So why,
5: I mean, we only have a few seconds left here, but why are they not willing to speak out like you are in your opinion?
11: I'm a trade person. I work for myself. I work for several funeral homes. Most of the embalmers work for a funeral home. If a person brings too much attention to the funeral home, they could get blowback and be maybe fired for just bringing too much negative attention. And nobody wants to be the first one on the dance floor. Uh, People are afraid to speak. There's people afraid of losing their jobs. That's why I think there's so much silence.
5: All right, we're about to go to break. We're going to be uh, continuing here one more segment with Richard Hirschman here on The Alex Jones Show. If you're watching Infowars.com, TheInfowar.tv is the website to give out. Ask everybody to join in. Much more straight ahead. We'll be right back.
1: The internet and talk radio are on fire with the slogan, Alex Jones was right. People ask, what's it like to be vindicated? Well, it's actually a very sick feeling because I knew this was coming. I tried to stop it. And now everything I've talked about is going to become more important than ever because the globalists aren't hiding it anymore in policy reports and documents. It's now out in the open. Klaus Schwab said last week that they rule the earth. The Bilderberg Group founded Davos Group. So now the fight's out in the open. They're making their move because they know they're behind schedule. We're going to win this thing. God's watching. The children are counting on us. I just want to thank the viewers and listeners for your word of mouth and your prayer and your financial support because without you, InfoWars would not be here. So I want you to really internalize the fact that you are the info war, and you are the reason humanity has a fighting chance. So I want to thank you and salute you again for all you've done and ask you now to redouble your efforts. The globalists are making their move. Their great reset is here. They're coming for your children. They're coming for the value of your currency. They're coming for your national sovereignty. They're coming for your very bodies with their biomedical tyranny. They're coming for your free speech. They're coming for your privacy. And ladies and gentlemen, they're coming for your right to vote and have your representative in government that you and your fellow Americans choose. The new film, the seminal film, the most important documentary ever made in my view, 2,000 Mules, is now available on DVD with expanded extras at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the powerful film with other documentaries discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. Everyone needs this DVD in their library to show everyone you know. We have the tools to bring these criminals to justice. They're planning to run the same scams again. This film can stop them if you take action. InfoWarsStore.com. 2000 mules.
2: You're listening to the Alex Jones show.
5: All right, and we're back. Final segment here with Richard Hirschman, the embalmer who has been collecting these uh, horrifying clots, which I'm calling biostructures, that we were showing here earlier with the uh, microscope now in studio. And uh, there's a lot more of that coming, folks. Uh, This has really only been kind of a teaser of what you are about to see. We are trying to wake up the world's medical communities to the truth about what's happening after vaccination Apparently, people's bodies are being programmed to grow, to build, to engineer biostructures inside their arteries and blood vessels. And for a while, as these grow, I mean, they begin to take up more and more space inside the arteries, but blood flows around them at first. And so people may not have any symptoms or anything noticeable, but over time, they become so large that they can kill people. And that's why these large tissue-like clots that are very fibrous, that are very durable, they are kind of uh, like a rubber band in terms of their properties. That's why these are being found in people's bodies. And again, our our embalmer here, uh, Richard Hirschman, is joining us to give us more details about this. We're going to be joined by Dr. Jane Ruby in the beginning of the next hour. She'll be joining us for her thoughts on all this. So Richard Hirschman, back to you uh if you the the trends that you're observing in this right now, are you expecting to see more and more of these clots now in the dead that are presented to you that, that you're required to work on?
11: I believe so. Um like you know, last year in November, people kept asking me how many of these am I seeing? You know, and I wasn't really keeping track, so I started taking notes on my computer of people with strange clots. And it, back then, it was pretty close to 50%. And um, probably in February, it was probably around 60-something percent. And it seems like right now, um, I'm pushing 70 you know, maybe even 80% of the bodies that I do. Sometimes the clots aren't always the same. Now, if, if I see a body that's not clotted at all or doesn't have anything that looks suspicious to me on my computer, I leave it blank. But if it has even small clots that I find to be strange, um, I, I highlight that like in yellow. And the clots that are a little bit more fibrous, like the ones that I showed, you know, kind of like this kind of stuff right here, then I'll highlight that in um, in orange. And if I find out they're vaccinated, um, like like this one was, then um, then I'll highlight that in green. Um, So I am trying to keep track, and it seems like the numbers are getting, you know, more and more of the bodies that I have have this strange stuff in it. Um, It also seems like some of the age groups are starting to get a little bit on the younger side. Most of them that I've had are older people.
5: Shocking information there. If this is approaching 70 to 80% of the embalming uh, subjects that you work on, uh, that is consistent, I would think, with a lot of the increased death rates that are being observed by um, insurance companies and also in government statistics around the world. But I want to ask you a, a very technical question here. First of all, what what is the largest diameter clot uh, tissue that you have collected, that you actually have in your possession right now? If you were to estimate, I don't know, in millimeters or something, what's the largest diameter that you have?
11: Ooh. Um, you know i don't I don't really know. Um, the largest one that I collected was that large one that came out of that carotid artery, but it's no longer in my possession. and okay. that would have been probably almost as thick as my pinky finger.
5: Right, right, but you have a lot exactly, that I've but seen.
11: what you, what you see str- coming off of that those those branches? Yes, that's typically what I'm seeing.
5: All right. So then I'm just going to estimate that what you're showing us in your vials, they look like maybe five millimeters up to five millimeters in diameter, something maybe four millimeters, something in that range.
11: Yeah. Um, Let me find an example of something that is smaller that I have here. The diameter of a
5: pencil eraser, let's say, to to use a common object, something like that.
11: No, no, not quite that. Okay. Like here's a small sample. I don't know if can you see those? Yeah,
5: that looks pretty small.
11: Yeah, those are smaller ones. But again, you know, then they, get, then they get bigger. I see. And then they get to be a whole bunch of them, you know?
5: Right. Okay, now here's my next question. What we need to do is we need to, you know, see, these tissues are self-sustaining, which means they appear to be composed of living cells. We, I mean, they're not dead cells floating around the body. It is not what it appears because they, they, they have branches. They are obviously growing or assembling over time. We need to cut into some of these and see if there's anything going on inside these. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any other way to put it, but we need a large sample that we can kind of dissect. Yes. Well, we also need to run genetic uh, tests on these tissues and find out do they share the same genes as the person or is there some other kind of genetic code at work here i mean that would be a key test unfortunately i can't run that test but that's what we need done
11: that's you know there's there's more questions that come out the longer we do this now i've had i had a medical examiner try to tell me these are postmortem clots um But there's, I mean, I've dealt with clots for 20 years and all these clots that I see are different. And of course I had to respectfully disagree, but I mean, I'm not the doctor. I just know what I see and what I'm used to.
5: Well, I also, I know what blood cells look like under a microscope and I know what congealed blood cells look like. These are not blood cells. These are fibrous structures. These have repeating segments. I mean, even sort of scale-like or skin-like segments that are repeating on the outside structures of some of these strands. I mean, that's clearly these are not blood cells. That's immediately obvious to any trained physician or you know, biologist or, or anybody. So there's something else, and there's something that appears to be living cells, which means, I mean, if that's confirmed, it means that people are walking around with tissues living inside them. And the, the question is are they their own tissues? somehow that the programming has gone wrong like a cancer tumor you know or are they something completely different i mean that's the mystery i
11: talked to a lady i talked to a lady who works at a veterinary clinic and she saw some of the samples the, the one of the first samples that i had it was in a cup and she she said it looked like heartworms but you know i've never seen any of these things move so
5: No, and if if they were heartworms, they would – we would have seen that under the microscope. We would have seen the parasitic structures because, you know, even heartworms have, uh, you know, organelles and and organ systems and so on and, you know, certain segmentation. Thank you
11: for clarifying that one for me (laughs) because I have no idea.
5: No, these are clearly not heartworms. These are not parasites and and they are – some. yeah, there's a photo of heartworms. These don't look like that under the microscope at all. Uh, I I have a whole set of slides where I've studied uh, parasites and insects and organelles and things like that under the microscope so that I know kind of what common things look like in different uh, bacteria slides and single-celled microorganisms and so on. So uh, I do have some knowledge in that area. These are not heartworms. I can tell you that.
11: Well, uh, I was asked earlier today, uh, somebody that would like to speak with you, and he was asking if I could, you know, Did I send samples of normal blood clots and to compare them against normal blood clots? But I don't I don't I don't have anything like that. It seems like the clots have all changed and I don't know what normal is anymore with the strange stuff that I'm seeing. Well,
5: you know, we took a blood sample here today. I mean, just a drop of blood from one of the crew members to show how it would clot on the slide uh so you know we anticipated that question and we showed very clearly what a normal healthy drop of blood when it starts to clot what it looks like and it does not have strands and fibers and structures and repeating elements like what we're seeing in these clots so you know we we've already clearly shown that i mean a normal blood clot thank is you. yes
11: i thank you very much for doing that because that people want to try to say that these are normal. And I've been in this business for 20 years. I know what normal blood clots look like. Yeah, Um, this is not normal. These aren't normal. This is why I say, yeah.
5: Uh, Richard Hirschman, I want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, it's been a great honor to be able to speak with you about this. Keep us informed and keep the samples coming. And uh, just thank you for joining us today. God bless you.
11: God bless you. Thank you,
5: Mike. All right. Thank you. And Dr. Jane Ruby is coming up next. And also I want to mention the InfoWars Super Summer Sale at the InfoWars Store. That's InfoWarsStore.com. Save up to 60% off and double Patriot points on uh, Ultra 12, Alpha Power, Brain Force Ultra, Vitamin D3 gummies, Ultimate Fish Oil, and many other products support this network. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this. And thank you for your support in advance. That's all at InfoWarsStore.com. We're going to be back with one more segment here. And then Dr. Jane Ruby is coming up after that. Thank you for watching.
1: The newest product from InfoWars Life is now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. It is concentrated known herbs and compounds that will supercharge your body's natural defenses, your immune system. All at the same time, fun in the InfoWars. Our immune systems have always been critical, but in this globalist era, with all the criminal activity they're involved in, it is more important than ever to take the tools God gave us and supercharge our immune systems. InfoWars Life Immune Support is a game changer. And everyone out there that wants to be healthy and wants to boost your natural defenses should get it today. Out of the Gates is 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Got a lot of other great products that boost your immune system as well. But this one is the very strongest we've got. So anybody out there that cares about their health and wants to take care of themselves needs to get this product. It's also a great gift for friends and family to boost their immune systems as well.
9: Get yours today at InfoWorksTour.com for 25% off.